Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am unashamed. What about you? Uh, I'm really serious about that. I've seen a run up on a lot of bar Jesuses. I mean, you know what? I've baptized them today and tomorrow. They looked me straight in the eye and they said, Here's a news flash. I am Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I said No. Well, technically, Jesus is in us, but yeah. you're saying that they're go- we're going that's, down. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. I'm going to have to admit, I had no recollection when I read Acts 13. I had no recollection of this guy named Bar Jesus. But I thought, what, did he own a bar? That was my first thought. <laughs> then he was a sorcerer. I thought, oh, this is this is going bad for him. But. Well, we're not, not, not going to talk about that today. Well, no, I'm going to talk about that on the next podcast. But we teased it very well to open this yeah. one. So, so, Dad, tell us about the – you had some interesting uh, – yesterday – We're this is at the day after Easter, so uh, tell us about your Easter Sunday at, we, at we, where you are. We've made it up. I did. I told them, said, look, I volunteered to go over there and meet with those people. There was just a handful a couple of years ago. Now it's a pretty sizable little group. So for people who don't know, you went across the river right next to the university. Yeah. And y'all started a, started, I guess, planted a church. Yeah. Yeah. You took some of the existing members. It kind of turned into a homeless ministry because a lot of y'all's people were just, they just showed up. It's kind of interesting because you you have the university on one side of the road and then you got a pretty, you know, tough neighborhood on the other side of the road. So it's kind of yep. an interesting intersection. Phil's in the middle. That adds in the middle. So look, Phil, think about it. My first visual memory of you was you in the middle of the bar. I mean, you had two pistols on on you, and there was like one crew on one side and the other, and I just remember Well, thinking, it was still segregated. Yeah. He, so, you, so he had the, the African-American air in the back, and you yeah. had the white air in the front. I thought. We were blasting out on the jukeboxes in the back, blasting out B.B. King. Yeah. And uh, Motown. Mo, Motown, you know, Muddy Waters. They <laughs> He was singing the blues. The thrill they, is gone. They, 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 yeah, that's on the back. Well, in the front part, it was, you know. Conway Twitty. Conway Twitty. What was it? The, the old girl from Tennessee, the old. <laughs> Sissy Spacey. Huh? <laughs> no. You know, some know. of these old country. Loretta boys. Lynn. Loretta Lynn. That's it. Yeah. She played yeah. Loretta yeah. Lynn. Yeah. That's yeah. it. I knew where you were going. So that was blaring out on the <laughs> front part. I'm in the middle with a pistol for everybody <laughs> concerned. You know, I was kind of the Matt Dillon of the bar. <laughs> Speaking of bars, but that was a bar. So now here you fast forward, the Lord saved you. And now you're, you have a different weapon, which is way way more powerful. I volunteered. Although he still has another, he still has an AR with him. That had, that, that uh, group of people there just fizzled on out. So it got down just a handful and they said, y'all, y'all want this. You can maybe do something with it. And everybody said, "Well, we'll sell the building, you know, and it makes some." Yeah, money we were in. we were getting ready to basically shut it down and, and get those folks to come over. And I raised the- my hand. I said, "I said, I tell you what, I said, I don't think we ought to get rid of that place. I said we ought to we ought to work over there." And I said, "I'll go." I said, "I'll go over there." I said, "The good news is for y'all, free of charge." I said, so there won't be any money changing hands. I think that's what landed you the job. Yeah, is that? (laughs) I'll go. It's possible. And I'll do it for free. Yeah, I'll do the work and for free. I can see how that meeting, I'll second that motion. (laughs) All in favor? Aye. I said, we're not going to pass the collection plate. They, They looked at me and they were like, what? I said, no collection plate. What's interesting about it, is that when we don't we don't pass the hat or the bucket or whatever they put the money in, I said, now forget all that. I said, if we have to, I'll pay for the electric bill and 
whatever water, make sure the commodes are flushing. So okay. now you're not only working for free, you're you're offering to pay for the operation. That's right. Okay. So I see your strategy. If you pay for it, <laughs> if you feed them, guess what? People will show, they will up. show up. You will bring people to Jesus. So that's good. Phil. I like it. So anyway, we, we, we circumvented the pace and the hat and all that. And a lot of people looked at that. They said, well, it's interesting that at the end of the year, we took in more than we did when we passed the hat. Mm-hmm. Now that's amazing. More yep. money came in when we said we're not passing the hat. Yep. I said we're dealing primarily with the poor. Wow. And I said they don't have any money, so why try to sift a few dollars out of them? Oh, you've hit a nerve. We need here. to be helping them. I know you're telling a story, but look, the I'm Al knows how I feel about this. These once every six weeks sermons on giving, there's like fingernails on a chalkboard to me. Because <laughs> I'm like, inspire people through Jesus, yep. motivate them. In which you pr- you've proved my point. Tell them we're not going to pass the hat. And look, human beings are strange. You're like, no, I'm giving. And you're like, no. And they're like, no, no, I'm going to give. That's how people are. And once you're motivated to do something, you do it. That's why I just, I cannot stand, you know, sermons that are, that are supposed to make you guilty for not giving yeah. a certain sum. It's just too much of it. I mean, they missed the whole point. Not yeah. that you've ever done that, Al. Well, you know, and I have to say, since I preached for a long time, I was I was never comfortable preaching sermons about giving. I was I was forced to do it at times because you work for a group of people that say, "Here's what we want to do." But yeah. I've I've said since I'm free too now, so I'm working for free. And so, <laughs> so, so and me too. We <laughs> just had this conversation recently because we're trying to raise the money. And I just said, guys, I'm not going to do that in the pulpit. I, now I'll make a video for you. I, I'll talk about the needs we have here that we can put out to our folks. You know, I, I don't mind asking for money if we need something for some, but I don't want to do it in I'm, a sermon. I'm not sure our model for local ministry is going to take hold. <laughs> Pro right. bono for Jesus. <laughs> and not only that, no passing the hat. <laughs> That's right. People are going to bow. I don't think we, I think we were right where we need to be. <laughs> so to make a long, bring a long story short, now here are some of us who are collected there, and we're just kind of talking it over. The brothers are meeting. The church is meeting in this little structure. Well, I looked up, and there's two young women walk up, and they say, we think we're at the wrong place. And I said, this is Easter Sunday yesterday. This right? Easter Sunday. Okay. <laughs> and we fixed to talk about the power of the resurrection from the dead because it is it is, it is, is the three, three days after Good Friday. So I had it on the board the gospel in higher living and errors, God becoming flesh, dying on a cross, being buried, had a little tomb. What kind our, of board do y'all have? Y'all don't have a screen? Yeah. Like a, a video? It's, it's a screen. A oh. It's a big screen. Oh, see, so right I behind it. Yeah, I told him to do that. I said, y'all, y'all. Oh, so you had a PowerPoint. Yeah. Well, because, because look, I want to remind you of the gospel and I, and I show. But anyway, those girls, they came up and they said, we got turned around and we think we're in the wrong place. And I said, well, I guess it's it's corner how you look at it, girls. I said, you may be in the right place. And they said, well, is this like a real church? And they looked around. They They're were thinking like, it's not a real church. They were like, this is not a real There's church. There's no pews. No There's pews. No round tables. No. What no. about, was everybody in their uh, uh, bright colors? Their fineries. Hey, <laughs> So, you know, the brothers that no. come early, you know, a lot of them, you know, they, 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 they didn't, they didn't have a place to stay, but they're there. So she says, she says, we're looking at teacher. Where's the preacher around here? We we talked to him and I, and, and I said, oh, he's around here somewhere. And they said, well, who are you? And I said, Jim Smith, how's it going? So she said, Jim, why, why would you do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Okay. So. I said, Jim Smith. So I shook hands with her. She said, it's good to know you, Jim. I said, hey, good to y'all be here. I said, look. I said, you think you're in the wrong place. I said, what if God sent you to the right place? And she said, well, I guess. I said, maybe he wanted you to hear. I said, now look at this. Look up on that board. They looked around. I said, you see that arrow coming down out of heaven, that arrow coming down? They said, yes, sir. I said, that's when God became flesh. 2020 years ago. I said, that's when he became flesh. They're like, 
Really? I said, yeah. I said, God becomes a human. I said, his name is Jesus. I said, he dies on a cross to remove y'all's sin. They said, we have a lot of them. I said, we all do too. I said, three days later, today, we're celebrating the resurrection of the dead. Do you girls know that you can be raised from the dead? That he's, he's, he's conquered death for you. They're like, whoa. <laughs> never so, heard it before in their so life. this is before you started. This know, is this, before this we're is just a, sitting And there. you never got how they wound up there? Were they from out of they town? They said the computer, the Google, they Google, them, Google, Google well, to the wrong no, spot. No, one of them was from Natchez, and one of them was from South Louisiana or somewhere. Yeah, one of them from Jennings. Where were they trying to get, to get to? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> but they ran up on us, and then somebody <laughs> said, really? Somebody I heard somebody say he's really not Jim Smith. He said that's a Phil Robson guy, a Robson guy, and they said we never heard of him. So, <laughs> so they they just heard the gospel, and I said you girls hang around. I said guess what? You can start all over today, and every sin you've ever committed will be wiped clean, and you'll be guaranteed you can be raised from the dead. I said that's what this is about. I said so maybe you came to the right place if that's what you, you want in on some of that action. They said, we're going to stay here. We're going to, do they have like a lesson or something? I said, yeah, I'll get up in a minute, say a few words. She said, really? I said, yeah. So she kept looking for the preacher and she got to me and she said, no, that dude ain't no preacher. But anyway, so we get up, I preach the gospel to them and I look up and here they come. And I said, women go that way, men go that way. So one guy, I asked him what he did for a living. He said, I want want somebody to baptize me. I said, well. Come on down. So oh, sister so one of the brothers. The women took the other women to get them ready to be baptized. That's right. I, I wasn't sure what you then I, said, I thought you were going back to the 1840s where yeah. the women sat on one side. Middle. No, I said, <laughs> I said, any, anybody else? It's a said, modesty issue. Yeah. So this guy came down, and it, it surprised me because uh, he, I said, uh, what do you do for a living? Because he had just said, I'm, I'm giving my life to the Lord right here, right now. I want to be born again. I said, go with over there, old sister, Christian, do a little baptizing here. So old sister, one of the brothers. So he goes up there. And He's I your say, designated baptist. So I asked oh. ask him what he did later, and he said, I'm a preacher. <laughs> I, I said, really? He said, yep. The guy who responded? The guy who responded. I said, what do you do well, for this, a living? This He's, is the craziest <laughs> story I've ever He said, I'm a preacher. I thought, well, hey. <laughs> I'm glad you made that decision today, man. Hey. What's he been preaching? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like it. I love that guy. I mean, I mean, he was just as honest as he could be. Yeah. Yeah. I said, What do you do for a living? He said, I mean, that shows you Well, you got you got two people lost, I guess, in more ways than one. Literally lost. And and the girls said they had led very sinful lives. But were these young young women? Young women, I'd say I'm not real good at determining the age <laughs> it's okay. of it's women, okay. but That's I would say serious. 20s. As good as the story is, I'm still not sure what the Jim Smith was all about. Well, how come you just didn't say I'm Phil Roberts? Because I was thinking to myself, they don't know. They were looking for some kind of structured where you walk in and you mm-hmm. can always spot the preacher somewhere because he kind of stands out. I think they were looking for more structure, and there where we are, we just gather up, and some people they you know eating a little bite, having. So a your bite. point was my name doesn't matter because you thought they would know who you were if you if that's you right. Said it. So that's you right. you decided to go covert and then yeah. just share with. Yeah, them. I get yeah. it. That's, well, it worked. I mean, all okay. I know is those three people have eternal life according to the Bible. Yeah, but it was a little unusual the way that all fell fell in there. <laughs> But y'all are meeting in an unusual environment, so maybe you're attracting unusual people. Well, a lot of people come in, um, you know, the people that come in to to meet us, and we always say, well, we're going to be, you know, we meet on Sunday if you want to, that's where we'll be. Either you're there, you know, I'm over on the other side, Jason's there when he's in town. So, I mean, that's what happens. So we meet a lot of people from around the country. Well, the yeah, most important I mean, thing in uh, the, the little text that, that two that people just fly right on by it, not realizing what what they're doing is this. They will all know you are my disciples if when they see your love for one another. Yep. 
They'll know you by your love for one another. Excellent. Well, point. if that's missing yeah. from the from the whole structure of what mm-hmm. we've done to Christianity in the last 250 years, right. <clears throat> if that's a clue, uh, and I think it's a big one, because you're going to have to search wide and far to walk in and say these people – they really seem like they love each other. They gathered up here. I wonder what this is all Went about. To the two. It was kind of like these girls had never, you know, they, I don't know where they came from, except one of them said I'm from Jennings and the other one said Natchez. Natchez. This was somebody. And I thought, well, it's good to have you girls here. We let them know that we cared for them. We pointed them to Jesus in the, within 30 seconds of them walking in saying, who are you? And well, I just got right cut to the chase. I presented the gospel because Romans 1.16 said the power is in that message. Right. Faith comes from hearing. You must believe he exists. He'll rewards if you earnestly seek him. So I thought, well, they think they're lost, but they're really not. They're, they're lost, all right. <laughs> they, but, were, uh, they were lost in more ways than one. Let's, yeah. let's take a break. So that went well. well and to their credit, most people would just would have done a U-turn if, if they – didn't look like what they thought, but they approached you, which said they were seeking Our something. Our policy more. is at any time, once people start coming in that structure, at any time, if anybody says anything about Jesus, uh, what's this all about, we stop everything, and it's a gospel presentation, and we point them to Jesus, who he is and what he's done. We yeah. That's yeah. number one on the list, and we don't worry about time constraints, we don't worry about, well, maybe we got to do this first because we got so-and-so going to get up a song service. No, we don't We don't fool with all that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a unique setting. I met a couple at WFR yesterday that were from South Florida, just north of Miami. And um, he said he had been a, an agnostic slash atheist his whole life. And uh, then he got to listening to us and uh, watching In the Woods and so he came to Christ last year. He he wound up coming up here last, and I think it was October. He told me got baptized, he got baptized over there with you guys. And then he said, you know, I've been such on fire for Jesus that I just had to come spend Easter with y'all. And he and his wife drove all the sixteen hours to spend Easter Sunday yesterday. At there the were a lot of people there yesterday. Oh yeah, a ton. I didn't know if the uh, coronavirus. Restrictions have been lifted. Yeah, we don't have any limitations anymore. And the uh, other thing is a lot of our older people are getting vaccinated now, so they're coming yeah. back. So every week there's people coming back. Yeah, but it was kind of like you said, one of the previous podcasts, kind of the Easter, which I kind of tapped on that a little bit in my sermon yesterday. That I noticed the, that. You know, the, the, yeah. the once, you know, once a year deal, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come because it's Easter. And for what it, you know. I'm telling you, that Colossians one, two, and three is is that Colossians three one yeah. is a doozy. Yeah, I put that on Missy. We, uh, you know, she was doing her blog that I promoted in a previous podcast. She she did the week leading up to Jesus's crucifixion, and I'm gonna tell you, they were outstanding. I didn't read yesterday's because we I didn't really have a minute to do it, which would have been, I guess, the final one she did. But they were amazing. I was trying to get them to see. I said, there's a big surge on Resurrection Day. There's a big surge of within the Christian world, the churches and all. There's a surge on Good Friday. And I said, it's a good thing. A surge meaning more people will appear and meet inside a structure on the Good Friday running to the resurrection on Sunday, I tried to make the point yesterday. I said, listen, when I walk out that door today, I'm up here for a couple hours this morning. Here's three people who have eternal life over it. I said, I was privileged to share Jesus with them. I said, when I walk out that door, I said, the story of Jesus, Jesus, who he is, what he's done for us, what he's now doing, the mediating work from heaven under grace, not counting our sins against us, and his return. I said, how in the world could that end when I walk out that door on Sunday? I said, I'm going to walk out that door and get my pickup truck, but tomorrow that message is front and center. The proof of it is we're seated here talking about it. Well, today is Monday, not Sunday. Yesterday was Resurrection Day, historically speaking, 
Uh, I gave them two yeah, excerpts I, from the World Book Encyclopedia, <laughs> and they oh, documented Jesus. that in about, you know, the hundreds, 100 A.D., they noticed there were people. Now, Jesus left at 33, 34, whatever, A.D. Within 75 years, the encyclopedia crowd got in there, and they said, we noticed there was a lot of these people that were meeting, and they were fasting, and they were praying, and they were singing around the, that first week in April. And they've got all of a sudden, next thing you know, we got eggs, Easter eggs in the mix, and they're hunting them. <laughs> but you say, man has done quite a number on the whole thing. But the bottom line is, even the encyclopedia said they seem to be celebrating beginning in the 100s A.D. until 2,000 years later, they celebrating Jesus Christ and him being raised from the dead. I said, good night. The encyclopedia is preaching Jesus here for us. So it's pretty amazing. Even the encyclopedia records Jesus dying, being buried and raised from the dead. You know why? Rightfully so. Because it happened. It happened. Yeah. And historically, it's undeniable. Right. Why the celebrations starting back that far and they're still here? You're like, hmm. Yeah, that's what I, I lost my train of thought. Well, that's why I was saying, Missy, I was reading those blogs, and it's we started talking about it one night, and we literally talked almost the entire night into the morning, which is very unusual for my wife because she she goes she likes to sleep. Yeah, but she was so passionate about it. I mean, because you know it's hard to. I've write. never had a conversation that long with your mother, Miss Kay. <laughs> well. All right, this is a good idea. Look, because she was trying to write about the week that led to Jesus's resurrection. Right. Well, you, you, I mean, writing is difficult because you're pouring yourself into that. Well, she got, she was so into it that the passion had just ignited her. I mean, she'd gone days of studying and writing and reading, and it was actually, even though she was doing this for other people to share it, you know, I noticed. Oh, it had lit a fire, you know, mm -hmm. under her, and uh, so that was that's that's more of the the answer I think to this once a year phenomenon is that if you actually took a few days to meditate and study and pray and and read and then all of a sudden it becomes more real and right that that change becomes infectious. You got to in remember a good way. one more time on the structure of it all. <clears throat> the Bible study, the pointing the two girls to Jesus, this was before what people call, religious people, worship services. They've got a, a block of time that's given to the singers, a block of time <clears throat> devoted to prayer, a block of time for this, a block yeah. of time for that. They've got it blocked up and chopped up. They won't stop and start. This is before yeah. we have any services, as they call them. I'm wow. just sitting in a chair and a structure. <clears throat> Two girls walk up and say, who are you? And I tell them who I am, but I point them to Jesus. Within 30 seconds, I begin to expound on Jesus. I'm not worried about the time slot, how long this is going to take. I just, if, if you, the, the normal thing would do, <clears throat> good to have y'all. You know, you know, you know, and they go back and they sit down and it's very possible that they'll never even hear the gospel right. the rest of the time. Right. I, I mean, but you're looking at it, our own, you're looking at it more as a movement of where Jesus is proclaimed, like the book of Acts, God yeah. working in people to share Jesus. Yeah. When I'm saying most people, they're just looking at it as something that's a part of their life. I think like an insurance policy. I'm going to go meet on Easter Sunday in case this thing is true. So when Jesus comes back, I might make it. Mm -hmm. I really believe that's true. Yeah. So no, I, do. I mean, it's sad because that's why the next week it'll be interesting. You won't see as many. Right. I'm, I well, mean, the clothes thing. I'm. I'm. I like that. Phil's crew. You couldn't tell based on. <laughs> yeah. Because I, did I share this last time I was coming back from the airport and it was, it was late. 
this was last weekend, and I saw a church be. It was on a Wednesday night. I saw a church being dismissed, and they all had suits on, and they all had dresses on, and I thought that's weird. <laughs> but they all look basically the same. Right. And uh, you know, I'm not throwing rocks at the church, but I'm saying they evidently that has to be planned, or. Of course, I did notice something else. I would say every person that was walking to their vehicles was over 60. Yeah. So they were all well-dressed. Because I'm looking at it like John the Baptist, Jesus said, was the greatest person ever to come out of a woman. That I'm not sure where that verse is, but he said that of all humans, greatest. And the dude was pretty scruffy looking. He was wearing animal <laughs> skins. <laughs> so, he did, especially, I, hang on. There's got to be a message in there somewhere. I'm like, hang on, Jess, let's take a break. So, Jace, uh, you've mentioned this before. I, I would say on how Missy's list of priorities is sleep. She loves it. <laughs> She even said that I, on the podcast because she was talking about, remember we talked about the one about y'all's first year of marriage and she was talking about how she couldn't get sleep and how irritated it was. Oh, I, yesterday I was walking through the because I get up early and I got a weird text and so I lost my train of thought where I was because I was walking through and I just blew my nose I it, and I woke her up. <laughs> she looked at me like... <sighs> <laughs> she had the fierce look. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Missy uh, will, will attest to is that one of the ways that we sleep well is that we sleep on Helix mattresses, uh, which are fantastic. Love them. We uh, we have them in all over the place, and for us and our guests to be able to sleep. So we personally enjoy the mattresses. They're fantastic. So we want you to go to helixsleep.com. Slash unashamed. You take their two minute sleep quiz. They'll find out, you know, whether you like the firmer or the softer. Um, and then you get basically $200 off your first order just for being a listener to unashamed, which is fantastic. So it's helixsleep.com slash unashamed. Save your $200 and get some good sleep. But I'm saying, makes me feel better. And I've got off on this before. Some of my favorite churches to meet at now that has great worship. There's some kind of phenomenon going on where they all kind of look cookie cutter with the skinny jeans and the little flat bill hats, and the they they look like they're uh, space space people. That's what the attire looks space like. Yeah. Is that so what they're wearing in outer I'll space? I'll go to one days? a thousand miles away, a church, and I'm like, why are these preachers wearing these same outfits? I, I'm, I'm not. And so, I mean, I said all that to say that has nothing to do with anything in my opinion, but evidently other people look at that as a bigger issue and and why that is, maybe you can help me. I well, would rather be in a group, and I'd rather wonder about, <clears throat> I wonder where the homeless are in this group and where the ones are doing pretty good. I, I'd rather not that be spotted by their attire. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, and I think it's just, it, most of that's cultural, like you said. If older you people, yeah, because older people tend to dress up more for everything that they feel like. But I looked like it was 1980. Right. It looked like I'd all of a sudden come through a time warp yeah. before I turned, and it was 1980. Well, because they were still there. That, that's what I'm saying. So, what do you think would be the response? I guess we wouldn't know. If somebody walked in, you know, looking like Phil or me. <laughs> Do you think it would be welcoming? Well, no. It I'm wouldn't. not you, knocking you really fine, fine attire, fine duds. I mean, I, I we've would, got I a couple would. of guys at WFR. Randy's one of them that usually dresses. He doesn't used to wear a suit and tie. Now he just usually wears a coat or. But he's always well dressed. But he's a financial. He's a financial uh, guy. But he's they, his mindset. He grew up in the mindset that because he's he's in between me and dad and age, but that. You know, you you wear your best when you're you know when you're going to yep. going to. That, that's what them. I'm saying. Yeah. Where's that coming from? It's just I'm saying it's just a cultural thing because it's definitely nothing scripturally about it. I mean, like you said, basically the scriptures downplay that 
I mean, yeah. James said it clearly. So somebody he was like, "Don't, don't come in with your finery," and you know. So I think it's just a mindset that's always been there that people thought we should dress up. I remember us having issues through the years about you know people that would pass the trays with the Lord's Supper in it. They had to wear a certain thing. There's still a local church, I think. They had to do. We have to wear a coat. You have to wear a coat and tie to pass the trays oh. in an assembly. The now Lord's see, Supper tray. I would have a hard time sitting. While the, if that happened, I'm gone. I'm at it. If we have to have that conversation, maybe that's a horrible attitude. But I just I, that would burn my bacon. I mean, well, like I'm, are I'm you just saying it happens. Me? You know, if I mean, I, if I dressed in fine clothes, and for all the people coming in off the streets and all that, what would be my point? I mean, yeah, yeah, I won't even get up high like a podium. In other words. I just yeah. sit down. I don't want them thinking I'm talking down to anybody. I'm just pointing people to Jesus saying, this is the way out as far as I can tell. It's for everybody. And well, I wanted to say this. I thought a couple things yesterday. They honored these two 90-year-old women who are in Willie's wife's side of their family. Right. They're two of the classiest, most integrity character filled women I've ever met in my life. And and at 90 they're still rolling. I mean nothing. just phenomenal. Uh cuz Phyllis was asking me who they were and I said I'll tell you this. They're two of the finest women. And I so I went over cuz we had our family got together, but then their family got together next because they're right next door. Yeah. So on the way I went over there and told them happy birthday. Because now they have, they've had the vaccine yep. shots. Well, I think uh, Mamma Joe actually she, she had got it she got corona and, and survived. Yeah, at eighty nine. Which I wasn't shocked because I the the woman is just full of grace and class, and I could see the Lord very well just said, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to allow that to happen." And her, not to say that other people that didn't that didn't survive, because you know He's also the God of the resurrection. But I'm just telling you, that woman, she's she's And her awesome. son did the thing, and I thought he did really well. I thought it was did what? Jeremy, like the honor thing, you know. Oh, he got up, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really well. Yeah, he got a little, little emotional. Up. So then, and we had ours. I had taken a guy duck hunting, and out of his gratitude, he gave me a brisket, Two brisket. that was the size of this table. <laughs> it was huge. And Jay cooked it for 24 hours. It was a what about it? I say I say that was a finer brisket ever. Is that I've ever put a mouth oh, on? Oh, I thought it was the finest. Yeah. It was hard to beat. Yep. So I mean, I'm saying <clears throat> what I wanted to say was it was more than just meeting a resurrection with the family. We also our families got together, which is what we do. Because because in the end, what the resurrection does for us is it cre- creates the certainty of being part of God's forever family. So to me, families get together. In Jesus, they are part of a forever family. And to me, that's what is also motivating and what separates this just from being one Sunday that we say, oh, it's a resurrection. So yeah, I I wanted to say that. We celebrated it. And I mentioned at our house when we had our dinner um, before we prayed that you know, there's a lot of people that just are still in so much fear. They, they, you know, can't meet more than three or four people in your house. And, you know, it just, it makes me sad because I thought about it. We, you know, we, we believe everything we talk about on this podcast and everything we preach and teach to be true. And I just really believe if you are sold out on the resurrection, that you don't need to fear like other right. people fear. I mean, look, I'm, I wear the mask. I do this. I mean, all that, but I'm saying don't live in fear. Because you're going to be raised from the dead, so I mean, something's going to get you at some point, well, you know. So uh, Jesus I, said, "Go make disciples. All authority in heaven on earth been given to me." He said, "I just conquered death here, right?" They're all like, "Whoa!" He said, "Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, and you baptize them. Well, <clears throat> teach them to obey what my command." So that's exactly what we do. And you're like, and someone comes along, unless he said, Jesus didn't say unless. There's some kind of pandemic, then all bets are off. Right. You got to shut the whole thing down <laughs> yeah. and don't even touch one another. Stay at least six foot from each other. Well, we baptized over a hundred people during that 
coronavirus thing. Yeah. You, you're like, well, so what are you going to do? Shut down what Jesus said because some the CDC comes along and says, no, here's, here's what you're going to do. Sadly, sadly. I'm going to obey Jesus, and I'm going to preach the gospel, and we're going to baptize people. I don't care what the CDC says. But they put you, you in jail, fine. I'll tell the people down in the jail about Jesus. <laughs> but hang, on, hang on, let's take a break. So, Jace, when you're on the plane, do you use uh, do you use listen to music? Do you use the earbuds? Oh yeah, I use them. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, and it, in fact, it's really the only way I can fly. If I didn't have, if I wasn't able to listen to music on an airplane, I, I don't know that. The I could problem fly. I've run into is you forget if you start <laughs> singing along that other people are not in your headphones, That's right. your earbuds, and they're looking at you strangely. Yeah, and because you're, you're not quite having the quality probably what we're... If Missy could probably pull it off and everybody would love it. it. So one of our uh, fairly new sponsors, uh, Raycon, they have some really cool earbuds uh, that fit well in your ear. Uh, and just because that's the biggest problem is finding them that fit well, you know, because my ears are weird. I got one that's, you know, keeps kicking out my earbud. So these these are great. So basically, when we give these things a try, I think they're really good. Uh, they're offering 15 percent off all their products uh, for our listeners. So you want to go to buy Raycon. That's R-A-Y-C-O-N. Buy Raycon dot com slash unashamed. 15 percent off your order. Byraycon.com slash unashamed. B-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N. But through technology, <clears throat> also, I think I shared Jesus with more people on a Zoom meeting mm-hmm. than I had in all the co- events combined because I did ton, right. tons well, of them. So. And that couple yesterday from Florida, they, they watch us every Sunday and it's a big part of their lives. But you know, but you're right, Adam. Sadly, there's a lot of, a lot of, churches that did shut down and still are yep. and some have defied and you know i mean i would i i just think you have to look at it from the standpoint of what's important and also by the way the bill of rights it there's no a precursor that says oh if there's a pandemic all none of these rights apply that's right so you know that's people have used that against people and we've talked about it a lot on the podcast especially yeah. out in california but churches to shut them down. You can't sing. You can't worship. You well, can't yeah. chant. You can't do this. You can't do when that. When they said you can't sing even with a mask on, or or like that one in California, they said you can go to the church, but only one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that someone outside of Jesus came up with that law. You oh, can yeah. do it. <laughs> But only one at a time. So, because so, they know subliminally there's power. That's right. When you get together, which is what I was saying yesterday, was very, very motivational. You enjoy the meal, which, look, in Louisiana, I mean, food is yeah. pretty. I mean, we have the resurrection and family, and then we got food. I mean, it's it's right up there. And look, I think it was important to Jesus. He he had the fish fry on the bank. Yeah, how many great look, things to think about in the Gospels were around a meal? Well, I mean, a ton. Well, of- did you know that in Louisiana there is more crawfish eaten on Easter Sunday than any other day? I, I, I could see that. It I is didn't the kickoff for the crawfish season. Yep. Now that's mainly south. We 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 and we're we a do, little later. Yeah. yeah, North Louisiana. So we we get around to the crawfish, <laughs> and I heard that I was watching a the LSU baseball game, and I heard oh uh, Ben McDonald say that, and I was like, yeah. And then the other guy who I didn't even know was from Louisiana, the other commentator, he was like, you know, if I only had one food that I could eat. He said, I'm going with the crawfish. I, I was shocked. <laughs> and, and Ben McDonald said, that's what you're going with? Because they were talking about Easter Sunday. and I mean, they got on the crawfish. And he said, well, because they're versatile. <clears throat> and so then he went uh, Bubba Gump on all the and, and just started all the ways you could eat them. And I thought, you know what? <laughs> he has made a really good case here when oh, you yeah. start breaking down the versatility of a crawfish. But I, I, I just I wanted to share that because I thought it was exciting. You know, another thing that happened was y'all came over because we had a celebration on Good Friday also at my house. And what did we eat that night? Steak. Uh, oh, steaks. Steak. Yeah, bone in. Bone rib in, ribeyes, and, and fillets. 
So that was, was that more part of the hunting yeah. bo- booty too? Part of the hunting. Uh, oh yeah. Bounty? Same fella. Okay. Here's the steaks. We, we just, we supplied all the meat, you know, for the. So that one hunt it supplied was the, our it was whole the, Easter weekend. It was the duck hunt that kept giving. <laughs> so what I was going to say is, so they had the desserts, which yesterday you made your famous A cream, cream cheese, cheese pies. pies with the pecan graham cracker crust. <laughs> It's a, uh, just it's an, it's an stupid, owl creation. Stupid. It's There's really some good. butter that were was involved. So what I was gonna say is, but on the Friday night, spectacular meal. But the desserts, I looked them over and I thought, a little weak here. We had two pies that were in a box, <laughs> yeah. and I thought, nope. Well, there was a king cake there, and it wasn't in a box. And I thought, hmm, that looks good, because you know Louisiana's famous for king, king cakes. Cake. Yeah. I went in there. And got a piece of that and thought, that is the greatest. That had the cream cheese cake. in it? Yes, yeah. cream cheese. But it was, look, of all the cream cheese, I mean, cream cheese king cakes I've eaten, this immediately was a 10 and it put everything else three or, I mean, it was like that much better. I couldn't get over it. Now, I went back in. So the next day, I'm looking around for that. For that king cake. It's gone. It's gone. Which I found out who got it. Do you know? Nope. You did. I did? Yeah. You told. Oh, you mean the king cake? Yeah. Well, I I got home and Miss Kate said, they gave you that cake. Well, I noticed yesterday. No. This one is all the way down to one piece. And there was another one sitting there. And I'm like. Okay. How good is that king cake? It's as fine as I've ever eaten. So here's what happened. So then the next day, which is now we're back to Sunday. Yeah. No, later that day on oh, Saturday. Okay. okay, here's here's the deal. Later that day, I walk in thinking about the king cake, and I look, and there's a new one sitting on the counter. I thought, because no piece had been taken, so I was like, well, this can't be the same one. Why is this sitting here? By the what? way, since you're on the food supply, <laughs> well, this is a let me just story. remind Big Al there that someone in their love for us, they out of Wisconsin sent this two boxes, big boxes of cheese. I heard about this. But I, I noticed seen. once they got to Al's house, no now, cheese came my way. None. Yeah. I, I thought It's not at my house. It must be at Anna's house. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, how did you know about it? Because Phyllis, I said, where is the cheese? So, because we put it in her car, two boxes. It was a car load. But if she left cheese. it in the car, that cheese is no, gone. no. It's it, it's it's dry ice. I mean, it's good. Oh, oh. But I said, where is the cheese? And she said, well, it's up there, back up there around your house. Well, there. Mm. this goes in with my story. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting look, on the cheese. You need to run. That. You need to run. Y'all there. keep what you want, but you know, send a little down this well, I way. I thought you had the cheese originally, and then I the, got the leftover. It was targeted. They said I'm, we're giving this to old field, but I looked around. I said, where is <laughs> no the cheese? cheese. Okay. <laughs> well, one of my so, granddaughters last night was eating a cheese stick. One of those where you pull it off of there. It looked delicious. Let's let's take our last break. So here's what happened. So I thought, what is the protocol here? I thought, it's my house. I'm eating this. So, because I didn't know if it's a present or I, I didn't know what happened. Is there like a so, king cake fairy that shows up at y'all's house? How I'm does just king telling cake you, just show up on the couch? Telling you what happened, you'll find this comical. It 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 took a it took a sobering turn. So, so I'm eating this. This king they always cake. do. Jason's stories always do. So Missy comes in. She's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, I mean, I had icing in my beard. <laughs> I thought, I'm eating this king cake. I said, I can't figure out where it came from. She's like, where did that come from? I mean, that's not the one from last night. I was like, no. That's not. She said, well, what's the big deal? I was like, you didn't eat this last night? I like, no. I said, eat this. She's like, no, I'm not. I said, just one bite. Once she ate a bite, she's like, I, I, I'll go on a diet later. I have, <laughs> that is all. So we start just eating this king cake. So then. <laughs> <laughs> so then we eat it that night also after supper. So we get over to y'all's house yesterday. Yeah. We're sitting around the, the table and Missy's dad, it's Missy. I mean, there's 40 people there, our family, 30 or 40. I don't know. But it's at our little table was Missy and I and, and her parents yep. and, and Cole. Cole. Yep. 
And Larry just starts going off. I really wasn't paying attention. And then I realize he's upset that he can't find his <laughs> king cake. <laughs> I was like, I literally went, oh, no. When, and Missy's looking at me. I was looking at her. You were thinking, it's gone. <laughs> and Anna said, I waited in line. I heard her say this. Cause she found this she found place the King Kings, right? at this obscure place, this bakery here in our hometown. She waited in line an hour to get them that king cake. One hour. That's how good these things are. <laughs> well, it, it was worth every bit of it. And so my wife looks, bows up, and says, "Dad, we ate your king cake." Yeah. I, I couldn't believe she though, because I thought. That was not an idea for me. I was thinking, I need to go. I need, and she's like, You were going to say, Hello, my name is Jim Smith. <laughs> I can see right now, I'm fixing to lose quickly. I'm fixing to lose that cheese. And look, her down with, You did what? So let me finish it up with this, Jace. Uh, everybody's listening to this saying, You know, the cheese left them, the king. If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It's God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died more than that, who was raised to life. We're back at the gospel is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. We keep telling you folks this. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What about this? Shall trouble? No. Or hardship? Nope. Persecution? Not at all. Famine? Nope. Nakedness? Danger? Sword? As it is written for your sake, Lord, we face death all day long. We're considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No and all these things, I love this, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am convinced, the Apostle Paul, that neither death, that's a big one, nor life, neither angels nor demons, a lot of them still around, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, including governmental powers, cancel culture crowd, political parties. No, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's where we're standing, and we're not going to move. We're yeah. not going to budge. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. where where are we going? If this is not it, where do we go from here, Al? Yeah, that's right. This is the only shot we have. Therefore, I'm like, you know what? These times, they come and go, and the bad, and the evil, and the government, and the policies, and all the yeah, 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 pandemics. They're scared to death, running, oh, no, we're going to die. We're all going to die. We're looking at it saying, we're children of the resurrection. So be it. That was in Romans 8, is where Dad was reading. <coughs> you know, it's interesting, Jesus, you and I talk about the, the paragraph headings that in, are in people's Bibles. Most of the time, they're they're not even right. But in this case, I like it. It says, more than conquerors. Yeah. Which I like that idea that there's conquering, but then there's more than conquering, you betcha. which is what yeah. you just read. Which you betcha. Well, that was the point I was going to make. The reason we got together and the reason we're not fearful is because of the resurrection. That's right. And I mean, that's, I think, fun and funny moments. And you think about all the times we get together as families, those are the things you'll remember. I mean, I'll remember. I probably won't remember, you know, the brisket, but I'll remember eating my in-laws' king cake. You did what? And yeah, because <laughs> it's like I'll pay you for it, but it's like he really wants I, another king yeah, cake. Somebody's got to go it, wait it in does, line. Money doesn't matter in this moment. This is priceless. This is a priceless. We've we've stumbled up on something that's awesome, and now everybody wants it. It's yeah. like we're all, I mean, we devoured <laughs> Missy and I. Yeah. That king cake within 24 hours. King cake's pretty good. A lot pretty of people good. may not understand what we're saying, but it's kind of a Mardi Gras themed cake. And they, mm -hmm. most of them put the baby Jesus in it. This one had a gold coin, gold looking coin oh, yeah. uh, in it. So 
anyway, I was going to make, I'm glad you made that point. Cause I think that's keeps perspective, which keeps us jovial, keeps us positive. And it, it, we all know that we're going to make mistakes inside our family units and it keeps it in perspective to know, despite our flaws, God uses us to spread, you know, forgiveness through the cross yep. and the power and hope of the resurrection. Well, the big challenge that I sort of wrapped up and Mike and I preached together yesterday was what Jason said on the podcast is that don't, you know, live Easter living, resurrection living is every single day. You wake yeah. up, it's a new opportunity. I mean, we're I'm excited about the resurrection every day. I am glad. I'm not one of these people that says, oh, we shouldn't have a once a year thing where the world recognizes it. Sure, we should. Yes. That's a good thing. Yeah. Why would we not do that? But there's people... all resources necessary right. to get someone to think, maybe for the first time. Well, I would dare say that those two girls probably, because it was Easter Sunday, was probably why they were hunting up a church. They were. They were. But, when they walked out of the baptistry, I was around there waiting on them with a few other brothers. We're sitting there. And the way they came out of that baptism, they're wet now, their yeah. hair is wet, and they walk out, and one of them was like, you know, <laughs> she you was... Use she your, little, did you use your famous line, your happy times three? No, I just said, I said, well, I love you both, you girls. I'm glad that now aren't you glad you showed up at the wrong church? And she said, amazing. Did so, she call you Mr. Jim? <laughs> Well, I'm going to start. I, I think, think somebody whispered in the ear, he's really not Jim Smith. <laughs> no. Well, now you're Jim Smith. <laughs> yeah. You, that's you, right. You're Phil Robertson. I look, on, on your I don't stone, mind being called Jim Smith. We're going to put Phil. You, you started it. <laughs> Every time I see you now, I'm going to think Jim, Jim Smith, a.k.a. Well, she was at the wrong church. Where's the preacher? And I was just saying, well, you know, I just kind of went along a, with her a, thinking. There's a sermon in that wrong church but right on Jesus. That's, you betcha. That's pretty good. That's what happened. No fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, Subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.